Hi. Welcome to Media Roots Radio. What you're hearing is a preview of part one of a two-part episode on the Masonic history of the United States. So what you're about to hear is a 25-minute sample from a four-hour-long episode titled The Temple of Solomon, Hiram Abiff, and the Freemasonic Origin Story of the United States, Part 1 of 2. Part 2 of this episode, which comes out in mid-August, is titled Anti-Masonry, Joseph Smith, Albert Pike, Baseball, and American Occultism, Part 2 of 2. Please consider donating to Media Roots Radio by becoming a Patreon subscriber of ours at patreon.com slash mediarootsradio. For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to this full four-hour episode and other bonus episodes, like our breakdown of QAnon. Thanks for listening. Word got around about George Washington putting his hand on the Masonic Bible. And over the years, after he retired from the presidency, after he moved back to Mount Vernon, his plantation, with over 100 slaves, and after he had accumulated so much money that he was the richest man in the country, George Washington got into the habit of letter writing and apparently writing back to complete strangers. And these rumors about Freemasonry had been swirling more and more as it got closer to the 1800s, as we actually get closer to the anti-Masonic movement in the United States, which started in the 1820s. And the Illuminati became a topic of controversy. And George Washington sort of encountered a guy who was uh, trying to pill George Washington on the conspiracies behind Freemasonry and the Illuminati. George Washington was once asked in 1798 about his associations with Freemasonry. The Illuminati was a real group that apparently was, was partially responsible for uprisings and coups, and it started to get a nefarious reputation. And people, of course, naturally compared it to Freemasonry because it was extremely similar. Now, a man named George Snyder wrote to George Washington in 1789, August 22nd to be exact. George Snyder, who was a reverend writing from Fredericktown, Maryland, says to George Washington in his letter, You will, I hope, not think it a presumption in a stranger whose name perhaps never reached your ears, to address himself to you, the commanding general of a great nation. It was some time since that a book fell into my hands entitled Proofs of a Conspiracy by John Robinson, which gives a full account of a society of Freemasons that distinguishes itself by a name of Illuminati, whose plan is to overturn all government and all religion, even natural, and who endeavor to eradicate every idea of a supreme being and distinguish man from beast by his shape only. A thought suggested itself to me, that some of the lodges in the United States might have caught the infection, 
and might cooperate with the Illuminati or the Jacobin Club in France. Fauché is mentioned by Robinson as a zealous member. They use the same expressions and are generally men of no religion. Upon serious reflection, I was led to think that it might be within your power to prevent the horrid plan from corrupting the brethren of the English Lodge over which you preside. I send you proof of a conspiracy, which, I doubt not, will give you satisfaction and afford you matter for a train of ideas. If, however, you have already pursued the book, it will not, I trust, be disagreeable to you that I have presumed to address you with this letter and the book accompanying it. May the supreme ruler of all things continue you long with us in these perilous times. May he endow you with the strength and wisdom to save our country in the threatening storms and gathering clouds of factions and commotions. So as you can see, this Reverend G.W. Snyder was trying to pill George Washington. He's kind of got a cue. He's trying to pill him. And even though the Illuminati actually was founded after Freemasons and was actually inspired by Freemasonry in Bavaria by Adam Weishaupt in 1776, there wasn't really any truth to the idea that Freemasonry was some kind of secret Illuminati plot. There was some truth to the idea of what this reverend was saying, that it was trying to dismantle organized religion on some level. That's what Masonry aims to do. But that's not really the argument that the Reverend was saying. He was basing this off of a more hysterical religious conspiracy book from the time about Freemasonry that was arguably one of the most popular anti-Masonry books published at the time period by this author that he's referring to named John Robinson. Now what Washington does here, instead of actually taking the time to explain to the guy in a reasonable way what Masonry is, and how it's not harmful. What Washington does is a classic dodge in his response to this reverend, who, interestingly, was just a stranger to Washington, and Washington, I guess, would reply to strangers in written letter form. George Washington replies, a month later, on September 25th, Sir, Many apologies are due to you for my not acknowledging the receipt of your obliging favor and for not thanking you at an earlier period for the book you had the goodness to send me. I have heard much of the nefarious and dangerous plan and doctrines of the Illuminati, but never saw the book until you were pleased to send it to me. The same causes which have prevented my acknowledging the receipt of your letter have prevented me reading the book. Namely, the multiplicity of matters which pressed upon me before, and the debilitated state in which I was left after, a severe fever had been removed, and which allows me to add little more now than thanks for your kind wishes and favorable sentiments, except to correct an error you have run into of my presiding over the English lodges in this country. Now I'm just going to comment right there that George Washington was actually being asked about his associations with these secret societies to correct an error you have run into of my presiding over the English lodges in this country. The fact is, I preside over none, nor have I been in one more than once or twice within the last 30 years. Well, that's a complete lie. I just told you like five or six different times that 
He just was hopping around different Masonic lodges and parties during the Revolutionary War. Must have been important enough to do it during the actual war. Continuing, Washington says, I believe notwithstanding that none of the lodges in this country are contaminated with the principles ascribed to the Society of the Illuminati. G.W. Snyder responded, well, actually didn't respond. He got a little impatient. He didn't realize that George Washington had already responded to his letter. So he fired off another letter to George Washington on October 1st, right after George Washington sent his letter. And G.W. Snyder, a reverend, started out his new letter to Washington saying, Some weeks ago I sent you a letter with Robinson's proof of a conspiracy, which I hope you have received. I have since been more confirmed in the ideas I had suggested to you concerning an order of men who in Germany have distinguished themselves by the names of Illuminati, German Union, reading societies, and in France by that of the Jacobin Club, and that the same are now existing in the United States. His letter continues on, but it's quite rambly and actually just quite QAnon-y, religious-y. But George Washington's starting to get a little irritated at this point. You can kind of tell. And he responds on October 10th, nine days later, Sir, it is more than a fortnight since I acknowledged the receipt of your first letter. On the subject of the Illuminati, and thanked you for Robinson's account of that society, and went to the post office as usual, addressed to the Reverend Mr. Snyder in Fredericktown, Maryland. If it had not been received before this mishap, must have attended it, of which I pray you to advise me, as it could not have been received at the date of your last, not being mentioned. I am George Washington. So, after a little bit of niceties by G.W. Snyder and his response to George Washington to that letter on October 17th, which, at this point, frankly, if I was G.W. Snyder and I was trying to pill someone and I knew what I knew from that book, I'm sure that on some level he had to have known that George Washington was kind of being evasive. Let's put it mildly. I mean, this is the man who did swear in on a Masonic Bible, who made no secret about his Masonic affiliations, who was an honorary master at all these lodges, and who did seem to preside over the so-called Lodge of England, which was Freemasonry in the United States. So G.W. Snyder is actually, for a rambly religious reverend, he's quite patient with George Washington. And he says, When I consider the anarchical and seditious spirit that shoot itself in the United States from the time M. Genet and Fauché arrived in this country and propagated their seditious doctrines, which the illuminated doctor from Birmingham has been zealously employed to strengthen, I confess I cannot divest myself of my suspicions. Yet I trust that the all-wise and omnipotent ruler of the universe will so dispose of the minds of the people of these United States that true religion and righteous government may remain the privileges of this nation. I cannot conclude without acquainting your excellency that I have made extracts from Robinson's proof of a conspiracy and arranged them in such a manner as to give a compendious information to the public of the dangerous and pernicious plan of the Illuminati or Jacobins, and by some remarks to caution them against it. Should your excellency have leisure to pursue the piece, I shall deem it a peculiar favor to receive your opinion on it. His tone's a little more heated, 
Maybe, maybe for the time that would have read as a little more heated and intense. And maybe a little more threatening too, that he's thinking that Washington somehow provides over these lodges and he's threatening to blow them open somehow. George Washington responded on October 24th, and this was his final word to the Reverend. Kind of a passive-aggressive shutdown, if you will. A preemptive ghosting. George Washington says, Reverend, Sir, I have your favor of the 17th before me. My only motive to trouble you with the receipt of this letter is to explain and correct a mistake which I perceive the hurry in which I am obliged often to write letters have led you into. It was not my intention to doubt that the doctrines of the Illuminati and principles of Jacobinism had not spread in the United States. On the contrary, no one is more fully satisfied of this fact than I am. The idea I meant to convey was that I did not believe that the Lodge of Freemasons in this country had, as societies, endeavored to propagate the diabolical tenets of the first, or the pernicious principles of the latter, if they are susceptible of separation, that individuals of them may have done it, and that the founder or instrument employed to found the democratic societies in the United States may have had these objects, and actually had a separation of the people from their government in view, is too evident to be questioned. My occupations are such that but little leisure has allowed me to read newspapers or books of any kind. The reading of letters and preparing answers absorb much of my time. With respect, I remain, Reverend, Sir, your most obedient, humble servant, George Washington. So he's basically saying, okay, now I'm not going to read this fucking book. Blow up in Freemasonry. You fucking nut job. There's a little bit of disdain there because George Washington knows that on some level, Freemasonry is in a cult practice and that it was at the heart of the foundation of the United States, not just the ideals, but also the aesthetics and the course that the United States was set on. And also the people, the sort of aristocratic, high-class, rich, well-off people who were all Freemasons. He just didn't want to have to explain this. And he also didn't want to have to explain the sort of religious contradictions of how he can be a Quaker or a Christian when Masonic rituals have things that threaten you under the penalty of death if you reveal secrets. That's sort of the antithesis of, you know, modern Catholic and Christian teachings for this time period that was considered sacrilegious, that was considered anti-Christian. And Washington really does a good job of not having to explain anything at all having to do with the Freemasonry. He just throws the Illuminati under the bus because it's easy to, because it's kind of just a crappy clone of Freemasonry that apparently was behind some real coups, you know, as Freemasonry was apparently behind. Freemasonry apparently had an integral role to play in the French Revolution as well and in the American Revolution. But what Washington is doing essentially in that first response to him is he's saying that he hasn't been to a lodge more than like two or three times in the last 30 years 
as if he's not considered one of the most powerful Freemasons in the world at the time. And that's why this priest, this reverend is contacting him. Not just because he was president of the United States, but because of his standing with, among Freemasons. And Washington wasn't a dumb person, so it's interesting that he didn't think that he could easily explain to someone like a reverend, who was an in- intelligent guy, this guy wasn't a total crazy person, he didn't think he could explain to him in a way that this reverend could understand. And he instead decides to just lie for convenience and obscure his association with Freemasonry in the historical record. But he was very, very proud of being a Freemason in other ways. He was very public about it in other ways. So this sort of reveals the contradiction in the founding of the United States imbued with these Masonic principles and Masonic aesthetics. It kind of actually reminds me a little bit of the Q stuff. It's sort of like a branding campaign, under the radar, sort of whisper campaign. But when it comes down to actually being asked about it and bringing it to light, showing it as some kind of reflection of what Washington represented, Washington would rather just obscure it and keep it hidden and disassociate himself from Freemasonry. 